0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one time, Junior.
1: Catch it. He did. hello everyone welcome back to road of his overtime on road of his radio brought to you by blue wire my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and i am joined by the man himself sean siegel sean we had a really fun draft uh we did earlier this week in the football guys championship over at the ffpc we did draft a pretty heavy zero running back team. Hopefully, you have been able to listen in to the shows as we did the draft. We did it live. We released them on the Road of His Overtime podcast feed. Do head and check those out if you haven't already on today's edition. We are going to recap how we feel that draft went, what we might change, what we might need to do on waivers to help set that team up. It is a managed league, so we will have waivers throughout the season rather than the best ball drafts that we've done previously. To help us make those decisions, we're also going to talk a little bit about the tools on the RotoViz website as well and what you can uh, get access to with those RotoViz NFL subscriptions. As always, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to one of those using the code RVRadio2021 at checkout, or you can check out more information on that at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. But Sean, big addition to the website over the last week or so is the Advanced Stat Explorer from Dave Cabin, and that is included in the 2021 subscription at roto Let the listeners know what they can get if, they, if they're signed up as a subscriber already, or if they ha- haven't signed up already, why the Advanced Stat Explorer is, is worth the price of admission alone.
2: Well, it, it just, it's a lot of fun to have access to some of these other metrics. We look at all the different route information, you can see uh, how they were targeted, targets per route, all of that kind of thing. With the quarterbacks, you can see how often they put the ball on the receivers, how they're making on-target passes, and which ones of those are caught. You can break it down by the receiver to see how many passes they're dropping. You can see the reverse direction, like were the passes to them catchable. Understand this interaction between QBs and wide receivers. See all the route information. that big step in terms of understanding the usage every week and then at the running back position it's just a lot of fun to see the broken tackles to see the yards after contact all of that info if you believe in those stats as giving you an advantage you know who's emerging who is showing the most athleticism on the field right now who might jump out and have a big game if the blocking gets a little bit better they get some of those yards before contact we've talked about how it can be possible to overpay for some of this information in that the expected points and the fantasy points over expectation are giving you a portion of the picture that number one clarifies it for fantasy and number two allows you to get some real values within your draft and within your trades. But at the same time, it's going to be really cool to provide these stats for Rotoviz subscribers this year. If one of your concerns was you were having to look somewhere else to get that information, you didn't want to pay twice. You won't have to in 2021. You can go ahead and get that Rotoviz sub today column we talked about some running backs that were undervalued that people are perhaps not giving them credit for their 2020 production in terms of the evasion percentage which is one of the stats that we have up on the site now uh that back that we ended up able to actually get in our draft was james connor we took him in round eight Column, he was the only running back we took before the 14th round
1: <laughs> he certainly was and uh i think uh with that in mind, I think we have really still set ourselves up in a phenomenal position. If this was a, a best ball draft, for example, we'd probably be a little, uh, you know, probably pushing the, the button a little bit earlier to get some more of those guys. But I think that we've we've settled into a really good spot with this draft overall. So just in terms of a recap, if you haven't listened into the draft already, um, we did start off with the 102. Uh, head back and listen to them, though, if you haven't. And after we go through the team, you can even check to see what some of our decision making processes was around those picks so christian mccaffrey went at 101 so we went travis kelsey at the 102 being tight end premium getting the advantage off that position um i think for me that was a pretty easy pick there we did then get justin jefferson and cd lamb we had some discussion around wood lamb get back to us but that worked out perfect we got justin jefferson cd lamb then we went dj moore t higgins chenault and then Devonte smith so at that point where we took smith aj Dillon went off the board two picks later i like Dillon as a target this year but when i'm selecting him i'm trying to get him in that kind of eighth ninth round range i, I wouldn't have been thinking about it just at that particular point then after that we did go to james connor and the eighth but i think sean if we're looking through those opening uh eight rounds with kelsey and then the wide receiver core of jefferson lamb dj moore t higgins lavisca chennault Devonte smith and then james connor um, I think that is a pretty, uh, a pretty impressive start.
2: It is a start that I like a lot. And one of the things that Mike Leone mentioned when we had, or when I jumped on a podcast with him, established the edge talking about one of his zero RB teams is that we want to make sure we look at these flex spots as being uh, basically the starting spots that matter, right? I mean, you can look at those starting running back spots as being spots that come lower in the pecking order than those flex spots, we know that with this format, that we're going to have the number one scoring team at the first flex, the number one scoring team at the second flex. We're going to be the number one scoring team at the tight end position, unless uh, Travis Kelsey gets hurt. And if he gets hurt, we still are going to be fine at the tight end position. In all likelihood, we like both Komet and Pat Firmuth, who we selected extremely late as good tight end options and potentially even flex options. Now the positions that we were willing to take a little more risk at, we're quarterback with Joe Burrow. Burrow fits nicely with Higgins there, but the main thing is that we think he's going to come around. The Spangles offense is going to come around, and that his uh, sort of median outcome is more along the lines of what people are looking at from Dak Prescott and Tom Brady, quarterbacks who are much, much more expensive. His high outcome is up there with a Josh Allen, with a Patrick Mahomes. And so I, I like that as a risk-reward type of pick. And then Callum – our running backs here are some guys who you know we may have to shuffle the deck a little bit after weeks one after weeks two
1: yeah probably there'll be a bit of shuffling going on for a couple of weeks anyway until we we get that running back room fully established but I think you know the upside of that was the points that we passed on players so in the ninth round we go well well fuller in the tenth round we went Elijah Moore Then you mentioned we got Burrow in the 11th and then we went Henry Ruggs in the 12th so we did pass up on some opportunities there we did have the likes of ronald jones was somebody we had discussed um giovanni bernardi mentioned was another person we were targeting players that went off the board that we probably would have liked to get closer to us was uh, devin singletary philip lindsay and tony pollard uh, they all went uh, outside off our reach so based on the values that were available at that time i think the only one we really passed on that was a close decision was probably jones the rest of them either went ahead of adp or went uh You know before it got back to us so um after that point then Cole Tomet is the second tight end and then you mentioned Pat Fairmouth in the 18th round as well but the running backs that you touched on are Chubba Hubbard uh, and then we have Darrington Evans of the Titans, Samadji P. Ryan, the Bengals and then Jared Patterson as well so we did wrap things up with Harrison Buckner in the 17th round he was the second kicker off the board I think there's upside to having him with the week 12 bye and having um you know probably I would imagine highest scoring offense in the NFL and then we took the Carolina Panthers with our second last pick uh to get the defense that we needed so Sean we like all four well I would say we're, we're probably strongest on the the first three guys that we took in the 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 teen rounds in terms of Hubbard Evans and P Ryan and I would imagine it's probably in that exact order who are we looking to get the production from in week one to go along with James Conner
2: I think we're still in the mix here, right? I think that these first free agent opportunities are going to be something that could come into play. Last season, uh, with that first free agent window, James Robinson was the guy, right? And if you bid high enough for him, then your team was set. We don't know that there's going to be a guy like that every year. Alfred Morris, someone who was a a very clear example of that some number of years ago now. But we know that not only do we have opportunities during the season, but sometimes even before the season starts, we'll have a guy who really jumps up and becomes something of a no-brainer. I think that either Hubbard or Evans could have some standalone value. We have to track how they continue to do what it looks like is going to happen for week one. I'm really okay taking a pretty low score at that second running back position in the first week and just kind of seeing how things play out
3: Hey everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz Flagship Podcast, just stopping by to say thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRadio2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRadio2021. Thanks for
0: listening and keep on tuning in.
3: That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash BlueWire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
2: One of the elements here that we always emphasize is that we don't want anybody to get hurt. So If the season transpires the way we're hoping, this team is going to have to find some running back production somewhere else. If it transpires in in an unfortunate way, then Hubbard or Evans could be top 10 running backs. P. Ryan could be a top 15 guy. There's a lot of potential for him if Mixon goes down. So we know that we have kind of these handcuff contingency plays making sure that we have a second clear starter is going to be the work of the waiver wire. And, you know, it seems like you're saying, well, you're just capitulating if that's the case. If you don't have a second starting running back going into week one, you're playing from so far behind. But again, remember that the wide receivers are going to outscore by such a wide margin. Travis Kelsey is going to outscore by such a wide margin. You're actually going to be in it. I mean, the team that Blair and I had where Heinz and McKissick became the guys all season long, that team scored 190 points in week one right? And so you can go into week one without having running backs and still put up a big score. Now you need your wide receivers to come through. But one of the things that we've done here is put ourselves in position to have like four top 10 wide receivers. We talk just all the time, all the time about having six of the top 15, but you can't do that simply by taking six. You're going to have to have some more options. That's one of the reasons when I, I really felt that when they dropped, we didn't have any choice but to continue to take wide receivers Will Fuller, a guy who, once he returns from suspension, could be a top 10 wide receiver. He was wide receiver seven on a points-per-game basis last year. Tua could actually be a sideways move from what he was getting from Deshaun Watson if the Dolphins take that step forward that we expect them to take. Henry Ruggs has obviously been a puff-piece all-star this year. If he gets the manufactured touches, you know, he could move into that range. Elijah Moore, possibly the best rookie wide receiver. I think that where Smith... And Waddle and the two Moors are is closer to Jamar Chase than ADP suggests right now. I can understand why Chase is still being drafted in that range. We saw what he did at LSU. We know that he fits with Joe Burrow. But some of these guys you can get a little bit less expensively. That's the way that I like to play the rookies. Like, let's take some shots in this wide receiver 10. I mean, Let's take some shots in this round 10 range I was surprised that he got back to that spot I think the fact that Corey Davis has had a couple of good preseason games is putting his adp back in check that works out for us because you know as the season goes along you know who who do you think is going to be the guy there maybe Davis if Davis has this late career emergence that would be great for him we're not rooting against that in any way we've covered that on the site if you want to learn more about Corey Davis go check out the year five breakout article but elijah moore someone we wanted to have I i like this team i was concerned about the team that blair and i drafted last year at this point without the running backs this team i'm not that concerned about
1: yeah well i think as well i think you waited not to the 11th round i think if i'm not mistaken is that right we did yeah so we have james connor there to keep uh, things stabilized for us <laughs> with the the eighth round but uh, I think Sean you mentioned a good point there with Will Fuller being the wide receiver seven in points per game last year he's our wide receiver seven on this roster so um, that gives you a little bit of confidence there that things will work out as well but I do think looking around this the rest of the draft board as well Sean seeing how some of these other teams have drafted I think there's a lot of things that are suboptimal I guess we'll, we'll call them from perspective of building out their roster so i think overall I'm, I'm pretty confident in the actual league element of it and then obviously get through your league then we worry about uh taking the the whole thing down but there's quite a few teams with very heavy running back approaches i know we only had one running back through uh, eight rounds but you know there's a couple of teams with five running backs there's pretty much every team has at least three running backs a couple of four running back teams in there so i think then you're mentioning the flex i think like we have the opportunity to just annihilate the field there uh, i think we're very strong at tight end overall we have the, the youth options for the breakouts we have travis kelsey as well for the elite upside and it is just gonna be that case at the, the running back but i'm not overly concerned because obviously we took borrow at the quarterback as well some quarterbacks that didn't go drafted at all in this are ben roethlisberger and uh, Derek carr for example so there is going to be options as well if we do need to pick up uh, a quarterback if we're concerned about let's say the the injury and the recovery for burrow come pre-week one but we're also going to have options there's no doubt about it to pick up a couple of a couple of running backs um on those first waiver wires that at least will have some pass catching ability and then even if we're this is the thing sean that people don't think about when we talk about like not having the running backs, the possibility to get even a running back who catches three balls in a week and get you, you know, six points that can be enough from that second running back position with these wide receivers to, to really get you over the line. It
2: can. And as the the year develops, we're going to have guys better than that. So we're not particularly concerned. We need to get some of these points early to keep us in it, but this should be a fun team. Again, we're trying to win our league, but we're not just trying to win our league. We're trying to come up with a combination that gives us a good chance to win the $500,000. If we have some breakouts at the running back position, teams are going to be looking at our roster late in the season, trying to figure out how we had all of those players on the same team. One thing I should note, this idea that we have James Conner in round eight, we like him, we like the offense. That doesn't mean that he gives us someone at the running back one position that is locked in. I mean, it could end up being a real problem there. So we may have two running backs that we have to replace. I know that you were sort of joking about that by saying that we were all set uh, in round eight, but we want to, uh, acknowledge the fact that we could be looking for two, not just one, but we still do like the names we have on our roster.
1: Yeah, we definitely could. No, it was tongue in cheek. Um, that could go downhill very, very quickly. Um, but um, it, it just gives us, a, at least we should have somebody set there to give us more than zero points in week one. I remember back to last year, Sean, there was one of the games we ended up losing. We are waiting on Zach Moss. I think we we might have needed, was it two and a half points where we didn't get them from Zach Moss one week to to lose us a game. So uh, sometimes it can be was fine margins but um look really looking forward to this team i think it'll be a fun one as we go through the season we'll keep the listeners updated on the podcast as well that's going to take us to the end of our third podcast episode of the week we did also have three episodes around the draft while it was live itself head back check those out if you haven't already they're up on the road of his overtime podcast feed i think there's lots to learn there uh through the draft process but we also talk and i think this is one of the most beneficial parts that listeners have enjoyed is all obviously hearing us make those decisions but we talk about a lot of players throughout the, the process so throughout the whole draft we're talking about multiple players in every single round and what our thoughts are on them as well as the process so um there has been positive feedback so if you haven't checked out the previous ones check them out too but hopefully you will enjoy it but that is going to get us to the wrap-up stage of today's show we mentioned some of the tools at the start of the show if you want to sign up for a road of his nfl pass use the code rb radio 2021 at checkout to get yourself that 10 percent discount it gets you to access to all of the content all of the tools gets access to all of sean's pieces as well and sean this one is obviously the saturday podcast i have had a number of people reach out to see when the zero rb piece is dropping so i guess it would be wrong of me not to uh not to get you to let us know when listeners can find that up on the Rotovis site.
2: So I think Colin is joking with me a little bit here, uh, putting the pressure on sort of retroactively to get those articles out. They have come out on the site this week. Uh, It's always a blast to put them out. The hit rate for some of those guys has been exciting in terms of what it's allowed uh, me to do, listeners to do over the years, even stretching back. Uh, sort of those seasons, 2008, 2012, before Robus really started out, but using that same mentality all the way through. Hopefully readers are enjoying those. If you have questions for us, definitely reach out to the show. We'll cover some more running backs. We'll talk about uh, strategy of how to draft them, where they should go, you know, what combinations you might want. And if you have questions about running backs, OT is the place to be.
1: Yeah, and Sean uh, obviously was put under a bit of pressure, peeding him back the curtain, as I like to do sometimes. We're recording this shortly after we completed the draft on Sunday, so we were trying to figure out uh, what day of the week they were up and what day of the week this show was coming out. So it took a little bit of uh, time, transportation, but we've we've got there, Sean. But uh, looking forward to checking out those. And as you mentioned, we'll be talking about them more on the Road of His OT podcast coming up. And, of course, part of our shows during the season, we'll be talking about who we should be targeting on waiver wires to get – the advantage for maybe filling those spots like we talked about on today's show where we might need to get those running backs up and running for us but that is the end of the saturday show six shows for you this week overall and hopefully you've enjoyed them all until we're back with more shows next week have a good one